Welcome back <laughs> to another episode of Lemon Pepper Wet Podcast, bringing you the latest, perhaps the laughter, <laughs> and definitely the lessons we've learned along the way. The lemon is what leaves a sour taste in our mouths. The pepper is the hot topic that has everybody talking, and the wet is what quenches our thirst and gives us life. I'm Bethany. And I'm Christina. Cheers! For those of you who like to know what we drink, we're drinking... What are we drinking today? Miomi Rosé. Ah. Miomi Vintage 2017. Monterey County, Sonoma County, Santa Barbara County, how? All the grapes came from all those counties. Oh, sure. 40, 54% Monterey, 36% Sonoma, and 10% Santa Barbara County. Okay. All right. It's cool. Yeah. But, you know, I don't... Rosé is just like whatever to me. I don't. It all tastes the same to you? Kind of. I'm the... You know who's really good? My friend Emily is really good about her rosés. Like, uh-huh. every rosé that I have with her, I'm like, mm, this is delicious. But when I get them, I'm just like, whatever. I don't know if I I want to be a fancy wine connoisseur. But to me, it's like, some are better than others. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to, like, sparkles and da 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 mm-hmm. like, they do taste the same to me. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I okay. may not be good with, like... All the hints and notes and nuances, but I definitely know what I like and what I don't like. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't tell you a nuance. I couldn't tell you a Monterey <laughs> County versus a Santa Barbara County grape. Right. Like, they all taste the I same. can't even tell you the last time I ate an actual grape. You had frozen grapes. I had frozen day. grapes. Yeah. 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 Those were probably from Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> so what's what's been up, Chris? Uh, we've been gone for so long. We've been hiding is what we've been doing, I feel like. From everything. From Corona first, and now we're hiding from the race war. The race so, war. So, yeah. Okay, if you're listening in from space, hell, I mean, Earth has gone. <laughs> gone Same thing, yeah, yes. Yeah, Earth has gone to hell in a handbasket. Well, actually, let me not say that because okay. that, it, it, it annoys me to, like a lot mm-hmm. when people are like, oh my God, the world is so crazy. I'm like, hasn't it always been like, where y'all been? <laughs> Are we on the uh, same? It's it's because we've been woke. We're tired now because we've been oh awake this God. whole time and we've been witnessing the the bullshit of the world. So now that other people are catching on, they're fucking tired. And yeah. it's like, wh- what was that? Who's that woman? That white woman with the bald head? And the meme is like, how do you think we feel? If you're tired, then how do you think we yeah. feel? Like that's how I, that's how I feel to people who are like, "Uh, 2020 sucks. Everything's horrible." I'm yeah. like, it's been things bad. have been bad. Yeah, it's been bad since we were young kids. Like, I mean, I'm sure we've touched on. I don't feel like doing a whole rundown catch up because it's like okay. If we're listening in the future or if we're Google 2020, the year 2020, like you'll get it all. So I just, I just remember, like, I mean, I know we've touched on this, on this podcast about like our first experiences with racism Mm -hmm. and like, I was definitely like eight years Mm -hmm. old. The first time I ever experienced like my, some overt racism towards me. And it's hit the ground running ever since. Like <laughs> she I, hasn't let up. She has let up. The bitch is fierce. Like, uh. I, and so it's just like again when I hear people like, particularly non-black people are just like, oh my god, everything is so crazy. La 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 la. Like I remember having, and I was a guest at a white a guy that I was dating. He mm-hmm. had taken me to dinner to his white friend's house mm-hmm. in California. And it was just the three of us. And we were talking. It was the year of that Trump got elected. So what? 2016? Yeah. And they were just like, oh, this is outrageous. This is a lot. And I'm just like, what we is so know? outrageous? Like, do you realize there were slaves here on uh, in this land for 300 years or more or better? Followed yeah. by X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. So like, 
it's not insane to me that an overtly racist person be can be the leader of the free world. Mm-hmm. Like that is what it is. Yeah. Like why I think is it shocking? I, f- I feel like people were maybe tricked into a false sense of security and hope under Obama. Obama. Mm. And I, mm, tricked is tricked is kind of a tricky word. The veil was It was pulled. it was it mm. was like a moment of peace quotation yeah. marks. Yeah. Like people kind of forgot and it was all about hope and change and da da da. And then I feel like 45 came in and was like, oh, all that shit is at the window. Yeah. Fuck Brock. I don't give a shit about what he did. And then he just came in and is trying to undo everything Brock did. I don't know that he's trying to undo it so much as he's like unearthing what has already existed. Like, Oh, he's undoing shit. He undid the pandemic council okay. and we, we had a pandemic. Yes. Okay, yes. he He's undoing some things, but it's just like... These evil powers have always been at play, even under the Obama administration. We were never free. We were still getting killed by the cops. Like We were. We were. We were. So it's not, it's just like this mass awakening that's happening, which is both. It's, it's. It makes me feel a lot of things. It makes me feel. This type of shit is what makes me feel hopeful. Yeah. You know, like, I feel like it's uncomfortable for some, and maybe it needs to be. It's it's a little violent, but maybe it needs to be, like, right. in the reverse way. Like, right. we don't need to be killed no more. Like, right. people can mm-hmm. only be persecuted and killed and assaulted and harassed for so long right. be tur- before they fucking turn up on you. Right. So, kudos to the man who just got arrested for burning down the Minneapolis police precinct. Mm-hmm. I had no qualms with that. Yeah. I had no qualms with it. Like, the people are angry and you're, you should as- expect some pushback. If anything... I feel like we've been nice for far too long. Exactly. Like Malcolm X said, you got to speak in a language that your enemy understands. And they understand violence. Y'all came here on some violent shit. Y'all came here on some looting. And, you know, like, it's it's really... Y'all came... We were looted. We were (laughs) were stolen. stolen. We were the looted property. Yes. And you came here and committed mass genocide on a people... You stole land. You turned the fuck up over taxes on tea. Like, come the fuck on. And and it's so funny how white people conveniently forget all of those points in history. Yeah. Yeah. Or they just refuse. Or even, even more recent history, just a couple weeks ago, when... There was thousands of white people protesting because they wanted haircuts. Right. And they couldn't get them because of corona. And now black people are literally saying, we cannot breathe. You're killing us. Stop killing us. We don't want to be killed anymore. Right. And this type of protest has been met with heavy militarization and pushback. Like, how could you be confused about that? Yeah. It's because they're racist and they don't care. <laughs> that's like, why they're confused. That's why they're so confused. I mean, <clears throat> it's it becomes exhausting thinking and talking about white people in moments like these because mm-hmm. it, there's a lot of hand-holding that mm-hmm. has to be done. Not for me necessarily, but I realize like there are a lot of black um voices mm-hmm. giving white people a script, giving white people the resources, like putting together essentially packets and syllabi of information, <laughs> like for you to learn your history on racism. Like it's really wild out here. But what what has been your experience with the non-black people in your life mm-hmm. during this time? Uh, the one I can think of specifically happened between me and my boss. Uh, I don't even know if I want to get into it fully, but basically it was just, it was just one of those 
I'm so sad. I feel helpless. And to me, I just wasn't sure why I was the point of contact mm-hmm. for that emotion. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really, personally, me, myself, mm-hmm. like, the white guilt and the white tears hold no weight for me. Mm-hmm. Like, no, for I, any of us, really. I understand you may be hurt, but proving that you're down by, like, showing me your overwhelming emotions it, it it's doesn't, violence actually it's it's like very I'm, intrusive it is. and i don't know what to do with that because and why is it that you expect me to do something with that it's like it's like for centuries black women black bodies black people have been made to believe that it's our duty to coddle your children raise your children take care of your household mm-hmm. like this is yet another form of you, like, you're, you're, you're requiring me to do emotional labor at a time where I'm doing my own emotional work. Like, it's not fair. It's not fair. And, and in that moment, I wish some of that was exercised. Mm-hmm. Like, a little bit of, like, oh, damn, if I'm feeling this way, I bet you, like, my Black friends are feeling worse yeah but it's just so it's so prevalent that it's very difficult for white people and i think white women especially to not center themselves in a lot of conversations it's like why the fuck would you call me and tell me about how you're feeling right now like that makes zero sense i didn't love it i didn't love it and it you know after a while i got over it and one of our friends, Priya Danani, mm-hmm. who's been a guest on the show, she re- she wrote a really great email for people like that. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't need to be asking your black friends what you could do. Right. You know, like, you really need to be talking. I mean, I guess we could get to that portion. Because I know we didn't necessarily want to rehash the events, but more so, like, what the experience has been for us Mm -hmm. and one of the things is i don't want to educate any white people like i just don't feel like that is my role right now i'm tired of doing that and now like all these blankets statements from corporations and influencers Mm -hmm. about how we're gonna do the education and whatever Mm -hmm. like the script that they read like i need people to actually take that into consideration Mm -hmm. like you should do the work. Like, mm-hmm. anyway, Priya wrote this email full of resources and links and what books you should read and what links you should click on and what petitions you sh- should sign, where you should donate. And so I just forwarded it to her. Like, that is the most I'm going to do. Yeah. Is give you this and, and then leave you, me the fuck alone. You do whatever. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Yeah. Like, you do the rest. Is there something that you would like to hear from white people and non-black friends of yours? Like, is there something that you would want them to say to you? Or do you just feel like, nah, just don't talk to me right now about this unless I bring it up? I don't think so. Because, I I mean, right now, there's nothing I really want to talk about. Mm -hmm. There's nothing really to say. Like, at the there's an overwhelming amount of information out and if anything like i know we're not super active on our podcast page which maybe we should change i don't know Mm -hmm. but like we say every episode you could follow us on our personal accounts and i think that's where i've been putting most of the information like Mm -hmm. anything i find out any resources like I'll put it on my story and then it's up to you to follow up. Like yeah. all all the white friends who maybe don't want to talk or don't want to reach out, which is fine with me mm-hmm. or feel like they want to reach out, but don't know what to say or don't know how they could help. Just like, look at this. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. That's all I got for you. What about you? How have you been uh, dealing with your <laughs> non-white or your non-black friends? Um... It well, I haven't been similarly, I haven't been exactly like reaching out or like fishing for a conversation. Like oh, no. I'm just not wanting to talk about it. 
likewise, my boss did reach out to me. Very different experience. Okay. She reached out to me with what I thought was her best efforts to, like, formulate a very kind, like, I know things are tough for you. Let me know how I can support Mm -hmm. you, like, in the workspace. Okay. So that was fine. I gave her my, like... Things are really traumatic. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I will be up and down every day. I think about my partner, my father, my like, when is the day that it's going to be someone that I know? Oh, you know what I mean? And I was like, and that becomes really damaging after years and years and years and years of years of feeling that way. Like that kind of fear, that kind of like internalized fear of, just existing and it's it's so the, traumatic is definitely yeah, the word like every traumatic. time every time an unarmed black person is killed by the police it is traumatic yeah. it is they're they're it's like a cycle it's like oh my god i can't believe this happened again right and then it's like the news coverage and watching the video because there's always a video Those are the ones that we actually go up for because we can see it. And when people can see it, they believe, you know, like, I won't, I won't believe it until I see it. Mm -hmm. So when they see the video, it becomes that much more real. Unfortunately, that means there's so many people we don't know about because it wasn't caught on tape. Right. Um, I did not watch the video of George Floyd's death, and no, I will never. I didn't watch the video of George Floyd's death. I didn't watch the video of Ahmad Aubrey. I didn't. Watch no, I didn't the video watch that video of Junior in New York. I did not watch the video of that. like. I mean, I just don't. <laughs> it that kind it's of that violent. kind of imagery like haunts me in my fucking dreams. Like, yeah. It really is the thing for me that nightmares are made out of. And the images like that replay over and over. And what I think is the most sick nasty is that (laughs) we can't even show a woman's nipple on the internet. But you can show a whole ass man with a whole ass family like being slaughtered. The the life choked out of him. Yeah. Over and over and over and over. Like the internet, the powers that be can censor whatever the fuck they want. But these kinds of images are so sensationalized. And after a point, I'm like, two things. I feel like showing this kind of imagery is really ridiculous because I think a lot of times it speaks to the fact that it's the only way white and other non-black people can humanize us. Is when we're dying. Is when they feel shocked by the fact that we're being murdered on TV. And like they, like you said, they see it so they can believe it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we just, like, it's like... You shouldn't have to show this imagery for you to be affected or empathize with the fact that a man was murdered in the broad daylight. You know what I'm saying? Choked to death, not able to defend himself. It's sick. I I can watch so many horror movies and like thrillers and whatever, but nothing is more scary than watching videos of police brutality. Mm. The second thing... I think it serves to do is to instill this little seed of fear and to continue to water it because it makes me feel like now I have something to fear. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, like we like we talked about, nothing's more scary. That's scary to us. That's a horror it's film. It's frightening. To us. But imagine seeing something that's frightening over and over and over. That's going to play in your psyche. It's going to build on that sense of victimhood. And I'm not saying that we should, I'm not saying that this is, I I do think it is propaganda to an extent. I do think it serves to make you continuously keep you afraid of the white man. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like the white man who is not going to answer to his crimes. Right. Exactly. They'll kill your ass and they'll get a paid vacation. Yeah. Exactly. That's what keeps happening. Yeah. Breonna Taylor's killers are not arrested. And the more I read into her case and the cop who shot her a hundred thousand times, he was like a sexual offender. Oh yeah, they always are. It's and always it just some... it's just it's just like when are we going to or I think now is the time that we're really reevaluating the need for cops mm-hmm. to fund hashtag defund the police. 
But it's just like, why are there such, um, there's such repeating qualities in these cops? Like a lot of them are domestic abusers. They're they beat up on their wives. Mm-hmm. They're sexual offenders. Mm-hmm. A lot of women who are taken into custody are sexually harassed or raped by these cops. Like, that Mm -hmm. is sick. That's perversion. Mm -hmm. And then they are also murderers. Mm -hmm. Anger issues, alcoholics. There's so many repeating characteristics of these cops, and it's like, does anyone not see a problem with this? Well, I mean, I just think that the conversation surrounding the history of the formation of the police state it it just it's all written it's in very history. Racist. It's also it's very written racist. in history for you. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like the 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 police force is an arm of the KKK, whether you like it or not. It absolutely is, mm-hmm. and it was formed to keep freed men who had just been released from slavery in order. Yeah, you know what I'm saying to make sure that they knew. Like, oh, y'all free, but you know what I'm saying? We still watching y'all. We still got our eye mm-hmm. on you. And it's been that way ever since with yeah. mass incarceration, the school-to-prison pipeline. Like, it's just another iteration of KKK and slavery. Like, yeah. to me, it's just like, I'm just, like you said, I'm tired. I don't know how many ways I can say, like, I'm just fucking tired. A bitch is very tired. It's... If if any white person wants to know how we're doing, we're very exhausted. <laughs> we're very traumatized. Like we need we need some sort of change is what we need. Like we do not need you calling and checking up on us. Call your other white friends. Mm-hmm. I've been seeing videos of like young white kids talking to their parents. They're the revolutionaries, man. Those young kids. They Those don't young give a kids. Fuck. They they onto something. Because <laughs> they- I mean, think I I think that's very commendable of them to go up against your providers. Yeah, you know. Well, I but mean, it's also I think exposing. They feel like they don't have anything to lose. Like I don't know who said another. A uh, great writer and speaker of the past, and I'm not going to say who I think it is because I don't think it's right. But okay. someone <laughs> said, like, if you want to know which way the revolution is going, watch the youth. Yeah, because they're the ones that lead it. They're the ones who don't have anything to lose. They don't have a house. They don't have a job. They don't have kids. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They so, broke. And, and I think that they're broke, and I think that that is why they feel so emblazoned. I mean, like even me, I would be lying if I didn't say the internalized racism has a hold on me, even in this situation. Like, I'm not stripping down to go protest. I'm not trying to die in the streets. I'm not trying to be tased. I'm not trying to lose my job. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to put myself in a situation where everything that I've worked so hard for in this racist capitalist society Mm. can be stripped away from me, even though I know how detrimental this society is to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like and that's unfortunate. That's hella unfortunate, but it's it's the truth. And I think that that's where you get a lot of the respectability politics from black people saying like, oh, looting is not the way, violence is not the answer, blah, 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 blah. They got too much to lose. They've mm. made it from working in the fields to living, you know what I'm saying, middle, middle class. Like, yeah. That's a fucking come up. You know what I mean? There, like, there's so many... Why are you risking that? <laughs> there's so many different takes on how we should be activists Mm -hmm. and i think that's unfair be because of things like that there's some people who like literally cannot be screaming in the streets right and i don't think that makes them any less of a support to the cause right there's different ways you could be an activist absolutely and i think that that's the most important thing. What I am excited about is the extreme heightened awareness to like the call for action about where we spend our dollars mm-hmm. supporting black businesses. Yes. Um, I'm also excited to see that I do have, there are white people in my life who have tirelessly and and again and i understand that there's no reason to commend white people for doing the work they should have been doing all along yeah but 
as people that are a part of my lives, I'm like, okay, I'm glad I don't have to cut you off. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh At the my very gosh. least, like, I'm yes. glad I don't have to, what did they say? If I unfriend you during this time, it's fucking personal. Like, But it's also like, eek, we were friends yeah. to begin with? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so it's like, it gives me a little, like, okay, I can breathe a little easier seeing certain people, like, really put their, like, neck out there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And... Um, I'm glad for that. I think mostly I have been really working to just like really working to like maximum maximize the moments of joy that I'm experiencing in this time, which I got a couple of personal lemons for y'all lemons wets for y'all okay i was like wait we we did nothing but talk about lemons you have more you have even all right more let's lemons? add some sugar and wet and make lemonade <laughs> because first of all like my family i'm just so thankful for them and my sisters are graduating Driving. high school they've been accepted into their schools of choices and they graduated top of their class and just like they're just doing the most right now they're yeah. go off sis like literally <laughs> L- literal black excellence <laughs> literal black excellence yeah um so that's been just like a moment of pride and joy for me mm-hmm. um i closed on a house insert applause Yay! i closed on a house and I don't think, I think this time around with the house buying, I've kept my journey just very, to a select few. Like, Bethany, <laughs> respect you. Respect my, please respect my privacy in this, in this Lord, uncomfortable time. I have been shut in with, like, thoughts and stress and, like, trying to figure out how to make this shit happen. I mean, it's one thing to just do it, but it's one thing to, like, get it exactly how you want it. Right. And that has been, and that's been bringing me continuous joy. Like daily when I come home, I'm just like so fucking happy to be like, I bought my house. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's it. My friends, I feel like are also thriving. Mm -hmm. A lot of them are thriving. People are having babies. People are moving in and out and up and like making (laughs) transitions. And I'm just like, this is great. Yeah. Like, this is great. I know the world is not great. It never has been. But to see black people to continue to thrive and be resilient is what that's what gives me hope and happiness. Like, I think my what's would be along the same lines watching you and your sisters, the whole, your whole last name redacted clan. <laughs> y'all are really killing it right now. Y'all really killing it right now. All y'all really killing it right now in the game. Um, I think, you know, just like the little moments, like if anything, I've been talking to my friends more mm-hmm. and just like our conversations and our heart to hearts and being vulnerable. And this is how I'm really feeling. And yo, da, da, da. like mm-hmm. that has been a little bit of a sense of joy. Like mm-hmm. we were already getting closer because of quarantine, mm-hmm. but now it's like, I'm checking on y'all. We, we got. Yeah, like we're we're in this together. Mm-hmm. So the struggle, like we we're relating. There's things that we can say or not say, and everyone's on the same page. Yeah. So I think having that outlet has been very comforting, mm-hmm. and it's and it's uh, priceless. I appreciate it so much. Um, yeah, but I think that's where my wets come in yeah i I don't know like i mean what's personal just seeking personal joy and peace like has got to be an eternal wet like yeah because what else what else in a time like this do you have i think i definitely i could definitely like looking back starting probably late february to now just across my the the landscape of my friends, I definitely can definitely I definitely can definitely 
definitely see, one like, more time. <laughs> waves of definite <laughs> like ups and downs. You know what I'm saying? Just with our emotions and our like yeah. moods, like have just been all over the place. So to like really dig deep and find that space and like hold on to it and revel in it, like mm-hmm. that in and of itself is an act of rebellion. Like. Being joyous in times and black. of fuckery. Period. Like <laughs> being, being joyous and black. Black joy. Black boy joy. Black girl mad. Like there's a reason for those sayings. Yeah. Because they don't want us to have it. But we have it regardless. In spite of all the bullshit, it's mm. there. And there's Hallelujah. nothing you can do about yeah. it. <laughs> there's nothing Hallelujah. you can do about it. There's <laughs> nothing you can do about it. <laughs> I dare you. No, I don't dare you. No, I fucking dare you. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, yeah, I've been following a lot of black-owned businesses, mm-hmm. and that's getting me excited. Like, mm-hmm. I would love to just get to a place where 90% of my purchases yeah. are from black-owned businesses. At least, like... M- I don't know, like clothes and shoes and stuff like things I would buy anyway, mm-hmm. or art, mm-hmm. things of that nature, skincare, personal hygiene, personal hygiene, food, food. Yeah, we be eating. We, yeah, but you know what? <laughs> I think we've been buying from black owned businesses. Yeah, we so have. We have. <laughs> I'm not too mad about it. Like, yeah. if I can give my dollars, that's my form of activism, to be quite honest. Like, it's, it's a. It's a and it's a one. powerful one. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. What is our spending power? Like $1.3 trillion or something like $3.1 trillion. Someone put up a little infograph of all the black-owned hair care. Mm, mm-hmm. And I was shocked yeah. to see how much hair care is not black-owned. Mm. Um, That really changed my mind. But thankfully, I mostly use Shea Moisture and they are black-owned. Mm-hmm. So... I don't got to cancel that. that. <laughs> yeah, I can keep doing that. Right. <laughs> um, another so- source of joy for me has been insecure. Oh, my God. I will say we have an episode that I'll probably put up sometime right after this. But after the first episode we recorded and then like shit went crazy. So we just never put it out. But we recorded our thoughts after the first episode and the prediction. And then this Sunday is the season finale. Yeah. So, so it'll be interesting comparing the yes. two, like, how we felt before and how we feel now. And I don't okay, know. Okay, so, okay, let's, let's switch gears. Because honestly, yes, that has been a, a, a huge a source huge of joy. Like, sor- that little corner of the world has been, like momentous the entertainment has been therapeutic as fuck and especially a show like insecure that we know is very much so black owned Mm -hmm. and led by a lot of talented black writers and producers and stuff it just feels good to watch Mm -hmm. it feels soothing to watch Mm -hmm. to see us on screen not stressed and crying about yes, yeah, about like, police brutality oh just living our lives having normal fucked up relationships mm-hmm. like that's the type of movie i'd like to see like no shade to any other black period piece or but kind that- of because a lot of those black period pieces are written and produced by white people they are and that's, that's entertainment value for them just Black pain, black pain, black pain, black pain. That's not for me. It's not for me. I mean, I will say Ava DuVernay's 13th is a great movie to watch right now. If you if you want to do the work, (laughs) watch that. Watch that. That that, will tell you everything you need to know about the cops. Consider that a movie, and and it's a documentary. Tree, ducky, something. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's a, yeah, it was a But movie. I mean, shit like 12 Years a Slave and like. That's not it. That's not it. Like, do better. We're tired of that. That's boring. 12 Years a Slave, that was a traumatic movie. I didn't watch that shit. I watched it that um when we got snowed in the ice apocalypse <laughs> there was nothing else to do so i was like huh why why not now anyway <laughs> insecure is none yes. of that it's just a nice 
messy black show with great fashions Ooh. and the fa- the costume- shout out uh Shiona. Shiona. Woo. Yes. That girl. Killing it. Kill it! And she <laughs> puts them in a lot of black owned designers. And I love to see it. Cuz they be looking good. Yo. They the lighting, they know how to oh. light them. The sex scenes like the black love the black love like that one episode with Lawrence and Issa's dates that the came, last episode no 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 no, 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 no the no, one no, before no, that more. okay that episode came like at the peak of the protests mm-hmm. and riots and looting and all of that and it was such it was literally like we got to exhale for mm-hmm. 40 minutes mm-hmm. and just watch these two black mm-hmm. ass people love on each other and they were so beautiful and it was so it. beautiful oh <sighs> no i mean it was a little painful because <laughs> Uh, quarantine yeah. drought but right. it was so nice to watch and just <laughs> <laughs> don't make fun <laughs> it was just nice to watch and escape for a little bit like yeah for I'm sure glad I'm, I'm happy for y'all it was so cute and then this last episode oh, I fucking lost my shit like that whole opening montage I was just like oh yes, my yes, God. yes yes what is that um, um, Michelle Obama like when she's like <laughs> when she's dancing the- <laughs> yes she, I, think she, I think I she felt. was at a BT award oh, that is how I felt I was just like Y'all are really hitting on some chords that only you can only know if you know, you know? Like, was it the getting back together the second time chord? Oh, that? It was just the Ooh. the the new feeling chord. Like, whether it's the second time around or the first time that like butterflies, like we're still in our honeymoon phase, like everything's cute and funny and like we just want to have sex everywhere because we can and yeah. like why not and like oh my god you're fucking me in my bonnet oh, <laughs> it Please. was so cute I it was it. so cute I don't know what's gonna happen between them two but I'm loving the visuals Please, I'm loving the visuals Molly's a little bitch. Yvonne Orgy's cool, but Molly is a bitch. She's playing the fool out of that role because She's, she really is. Because I kind of hate Yvonne Orgy because of Molly. Well, no, I, I I feel like I tried to like her, understand Molly. I try to really understand Molly. Like, I'm just like it can't. It's you can't be that horrible. You can't be that horrible. Like, I just really want to understand <laughs> Molly. <laughs> like, I do. I don't, I don't she is want a, to She's a her. toxic person that plays a victim all the time. That is her. That's it. She loves to play victim. She can never be wrong. Yeah. She's never in the wrong. Except with her nigga, like that. That's the part. Like, yeah, it, there's people. There's they're they're hitting on a very specific chord right there mm-hmm. too. Because it's like there are women who can give all the tries and like change so much for their partner, but when it comes to their homegirls, it's like right. You know, zero chances right. there. So I, that being a part of her personality has me looking at her funny. Like it, it does. It's like she's not. I really okay. So after the block party episode, I really wanted to feel like okay, maybe there's something about Molly and Issa's relationship that we don't know. Like kind of just like. Mm. Irony, like there's something happening that we haven't seen before, like, you know, alluding to like past episodes when she was like, oh, I stayed on your couch for all these years or or all these months and you broke my vase and like things like that, like having a friend who constantly because I've been on that side of things, Mm -hmm. too, where you have a friend who's constantly taking and taking and taking and taking from you. And now they all of a sudden want to grow up and you're just supposed to be like, "Okay, all is forgiven. You're great. Like, uh, yeah, there's that. But I think if my friend has all of a sudden decided to grow up, then 
I'm not understanding why you wouldn't be like excited. Like, woo, thank God. Because that's anything, just like people saying, like, slavery was so long ago. Like, no, you still gotta atone for that shit. Like, you, we still gotta answer. We still gotta talk about that part. We still have to talk about yeah. her being a broke girl. You, I mean, you, we gotta talk, we gotta talk about you. If you, and I'm just, I'm interpolating here. Like, I don't know that this is in fact like what happened between Issa and Molly, but if I can imagine having a friend, which I've had, who constantly needs you and constantly doesn't get it and doesn't know when they're overstepping their boundaries mm. and like is constantly pushing you out of your comfort zone because they just need this one little thing and please just help me you're my best friend and like uh-huh. da, 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 da. like when you have that building and building and building and building and all of a sudden now you're taking a like oh yeah I'm throwing block parties and so like fuck everything that I did to you in the past like mm. you're just supposed to be my ride or die it's like no, bitch, we need to talk about that. You know what I'm saying? And Molly is very, she's inept when it comes to communication. So her not she being is. able to co- communicate that to Issa is making her look like a bitch. When in actuality, I feel like what I want to be true, because I don't want to hate Molly, is okay. just that she has some unresolved issues with Issa that she can't get off her chest mm-hmm. because she doesn't know how. More yeah. than she's just being a bitch for the sake of being a bitch. There's been so many opportunities, though. There especially has. in this last episode. I think it's very clear that Issa is... Trying. She is. She's trying. Right. She's, and I guess- she's reached out. She got the light skin mimosas. <laughs> like, you and know... And that's Molly's moment to be like, okay, well, I appreciate everything that you're doing. This has been my qualm. Like, this is why I can't... Like, this is what I think we need to work on. Or this is... You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're right. She has had... My point is, as the show progresses, it becomes harder to like defend Molly to be yeah. in Molly's corner because that was back at the block party episode. That and was episodes ago. Like yeah, and went now on it's vacation just like, okay, and girl, everything. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. Yeah, I I don't think that Molly will ever redeem herself with the insecure audience at this point. I don't like, know about that. Even if Issa forgives Molly and they do have a fucking kumbaya in this last episode, which I doubt. Um she broke up with her, and she hurt Issa's feelings. She made her cry and call her Uber early. <laughs> like, yeah, she she was mean. I think in this, she episode. was mean. Yeah, it was like, not Icy, nice. I'm trying. Like, were you barely? Mm-hmm. You ju- we're just having a wine night and a game night. That's it, right? Right now. What do you know. think is? What are your predictions for the last episode? For the last episode, I don't know if... Did we see a preview? What's happening in the preview? I don't know. We had to have. We had to have. I don't remember seeing the preview, but I don't... I think Condola's going to come back and be pregnant or Because she's calling him, right? Right. He brushed it off on this episode and said, oh, yeah, we're cool. It's over, whatever. But I don't think that's the case Mm. because... I don't trust these niggas. Like, as fine and beautiful and smiley and toothy as Lawrence is, Mm -hmm. I think he did not patch things all the way up with Condola. Do you Um, think he knows she's pregnant? If she's pregnant? Yeah. What? Yeah. That's what you think? You think he's grimy. I think he's dogging. I think he, he, not dogging on purpose. How is that? That's the thing with Lawrence and Lawrence types. Like they they do things to spare feelings, and in turn, it creates a huge, a bigger problem. Like I think he's like enjoying the the little soft spot him and Issa are in right Mm -hmm. now, and he doesn't want anything to fuck that up. So Mm -hmm. he's gonna be like, "Uh, I got it. It's fine. Sorry, (laughs) it's fine. Everything's under control. She's good." Meaning that they're probably going to go to the abortion clinic soon. Like, I don't know. That's a scrum prediction. It is. (laughs) I just don't feel like as much as I'm like, I feel like I'm in a throuple with Issa and Lawrence right now. (laughs) And as beautiful as things have Mm -hmm. been, like, I just, I'm waiting for the other foot to drop. Yeah, it can't. They cannot, absolutely cannot sail off into the sunset. 
No, he's going to get that job in San Francisco. He's going to move. And Gondola's going to be pregnant and she's going to decide to keep it. Probably. Woo! Uh, I I could totally see that happening. I could hear Condola being like, well, you know, I thought my marriage before was uh, eternity. So, like, why should I give up this? Yeah, she's going to flip it into some kind of, like, I'm a successful young black woman. I may not get this this chance again. I may not get this chance again, (laughs) and I can handle it. I don't need your help. And Lawrence is going to be like, but, okay, that's my child. Like, I have to be a father. Okay, I don't even know where he's to go. Gonna, with that. He's gonna be so inspired by Tiffany's husband, Chad. Wait, no, not Chad. <laughs> the cares? other guy. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Him, the, yeah. the glasses guy. Yeah. He's gonna be so inspired by his journey into fatherhood that he's gonna be like, I could do this. Ugh. Honestly, truly. I, and I hope this doesn't happen. Okay. I'm saying this, but I hope I'm wrong. It feels like it could happen. And I don't I don't really have any predictions I'm I'm lost like <laughs> I don't think that Molly I can tell you what I don't think is gonna happen okay I don't think that Molly and Issa are gonna patch things up not this I season I don't think that Lawrence and Issa are gonna last forever oh, probably not I don't think that uh, really that's it that's all <laughs> that's the storyline like that's it I, I, I don't think, think Angie's gonna break up with Molly oh <laughs> and I wouldn't blame him. Uh, I wouldn't blame him. You think she's gonna do? He's, she's gonna do like one more thing to like push. She's him gonna over do the edge. one more thing. She refuses to like patch things up with his brother, mm-hmm. and I don't know if I could really blame her. But it's also like you guys are taking this serious, so right. it's like if that's gonna be a part of his life, then maybe like he. He extended the olive branch with the tickets or whatever, mm-hmm. but maybe you should try. Right. You know, like Mo- Molly has an aversion to trying things yeah. and to like working through uncomfortable situations. And I feel like Angie's going to be like, look, you wanted me to open up. You wanted to like be more in my life. I introduced you to my fam. It didn't work out, but that's my brother. Like, I'm not going to disown my brother. I'm not going to disown him. But maybe... You should. You should. Like, I mean, that's exactly the the call for action right now. This like, is this, just start this disowning your racist family. Like, fuck them. Andrew's not an ally. No. Um, <laughs> like, he's asking her to, like, placate her, like, or to... to dampen her emotions around like racism and stereotyping mm. for his for his brother for niceties like yeah he is but i don't know okay i don't know i don't I know totally like i forgot andrew even existed like yeah i i i don't know if i could see i don't i think Andrew is unlike Molly, a person that is actually willing to work on things. So I think he might stick around for at least one more season or half a season. I don't know. I don't think think there's been so many offenses on her part just in this season alone. Mm. Just in this season alone, there's been so many things on her part that she's kind of like dropped the ball on. In terms of a very new relationship that I'm just like, I don't know. I have zero predictions for you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I literally just can't even imagine. Okay, what do you think about Issa and uh, Nathan? Nathan. I don't know. I, I have like minimal, uh, minimal expectations um, patience for people who ghost and then expect you to just like mm. be cool again mm-hmm. like i'm mm-hmm. sorry you're bipolar but mm-hmm. i don't know like who's to say this isn't gonna happen again mm-hmm. like you he needs he needs to do a little bit more and be around a little bit more before i give him any second chances do you think nathan okay because because isa also has been blowing nathan off as yeah. well mm-hmm. but do you think nathan's gonna feel some type of way about that like oh you got your old thing back like now you don't want to hang well now he kicking. knows now he knows for real yeah she, 
She told him that her and Lawrence have been kicking it again and whatever. So everything's out on the table. Right, right, right. When she was helping him move. Yeah. Everything. And he decided to, like, dirty Mac low-key, like, oh, the one you cheated on? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Mind your business. Mind your fucking business. (laughs) Like, you ghosted me. Sorry. Mm. You don't get to, you don't get to defend me at all Mm because you hurt my feelings, too. Like, Mm -hmm. we had a hurtful situation, but you... Also contributed to some like hurt feelings. Yeah. You can't say that shit. Right. But he bounced back. I feel like he was just like, I feel like Nathan kind of took it in stride. Like, okay, well, that's fine. I, I deserve I'm that. Fine. Yeah. I deserve that. I'm fine just being friends. Like, yeah. He's going to try. He's going to try something. Maybe when Lawrence moves, she's going to mm. be like, okay, well. Or maybe her and Lawrence will have an open relationship. I don't know. I don't know. Like, the, this show, it could go either way. What does Condola want? Condola wants that old thing back. <laughs> she wants her baby daddy back. <laughs> Do you know something I don't know? I don't know anything. I don't know anything. I don't even... Re- like, I'll have to listen to that prediction, that first episode again, because I'm like... Where we were at the beginning of the season, so much has happened. We've mm-hmm. gotten 10 episodes. Like, I don't even know what to do with all this content. There's so much content. Please keep giving it to us. Please. They've been renewed for a fifth season, so we're good. Um, Anything Anything else? No, I was going to say, like, have things been happening with, like, celebrities. But no, <laughs> like, nothing's been happening. The except- celebrities have been showing us that they're fucking... okay just say that again okay the celebrities have been showing us that they're fucking stupid okay yeah Yeah. i mean i don't even know like i can't even find this i'm like where are you guys like what where are you like i I haven't seen any like benefit concerts <laughs> why we're quar- we're still quarantined the run is still out we i can't- haven't seen any like i feel like more more celebrities were doing like virtual concerts for quarantine than they were were for like black lives matter like more people were jumping on instagram doing like oh tonight i will i think i think it feels kind of imp- Bad taste right now. I feel like... Or do you... I, I feel don't like know. if you do something like a Patreon and you're like, all proceeds go to this blah, blah, blue, blue, then, then it's okay. Then it's fine. We haven't had a versus like since... I don't know when. Nah, we haven't. The last versus we had was Kirk Franklin and... Fred Hammond. Fred Hammond. I missed that. I missed that I should have watched it though. That was probably good. Yeah. I, it was actually we could, probably, we could, well, we could yeah. yeah. It's everything on the internet is forever, so we can find that. But um yeah, thing you're right. The the artists support and like artist visibility for Corona was much more prevalent than the artist visibility for the civil awakening. Mm-hmm. Like what are we even calling this? I don't even know. Like, I'm joking saying the race war, but low-key, like... It kind of is. Kinda. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't been seeing a lot of that, but I don't know. I think they've just been putting the money directly. Like, we're not even... And and I'm cool with that, too. That's fine. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I feel like things that we would normally talk about, we haven't been there's nothing to say no there's nothing to say guys except you know try to like we said try to find like a little piece of joy any way you can in this whole fucked up situation i strongly encourage it you know take take breaks away from the internet i think that's very helpful (laughs) because i was like really making myself sad Mm -hmm. and frustrated by just constantly being tuned in and looking at the news and looking at the updates and watching the protests and Mm -hmm. watching the tear gas and rubber bullets (sighs) like it was it was triggering and it was maddening and you carried that shit with I you. I carried it. So I found that I have to take like real like hours at a time. Mm-hmm. I have to step away hours at a time 
away from the internet or else I'm just going to fall into that hole that I don't want to be in. So that's my advice to anyone who's feeling a little overwhelmed. One thing I do like to do, and in the, in the spirit of like conscious awakening and feeling educated or armed with like words of like to feel empowered is mm-hmm. the better way to say it. I do like going on to Spotify to listen to Fred um, Hampton Mm -hmm. and Malcolm X and Marcus Garvey speeches. They're all there. Mm. And it is not, it kind of gives you less of a sense of hopelessness and more of a sense of hopefulness. Like these are the people who actually died for you guys. Like, so it's, on the way to work, like, sometimes I'll tune in and I just be feeling, like, ready for anything. Like, okay. it really does feel like the precursor to Pastor Troy. Like, we ready. Like, yeah. it feels like <laughs> that. So, if you want to somehow feel in tune and not completely out of touch, because I think I go back and forth between, like, am I, what's the word? Am I trying to distract? Wait, what am I trying to say? Like, am I trying to, like, put something off or, like... Uh, Let's have an aside. Like, and, am I trying to like? <laughs> what's the word I'm looking for? Are you trying to distract? I think distract is the word. So when I feel like <laughs> I'm trying to like distract myself from things that are going on, and then I start to feel guilty about that, yeah. Like I feel like that is how I just like tap in. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I mean? Like let's just get back to the basics. Let me hear the words of my forefathers and, like, let me just equip and arm myself with that knowledge. That's a great idea. Yeah. That's a great idea. And I think that would make me feel um, empowered. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, listen to... I I think reading sometimes can be a little bit daunting as Mm -hmm. well. Because sometimes I know when I read books that are like informative and educational sometimes I'm like do I need to take notes and yeah which is always a good my thing. highlighter yeah which is a good thing but sometimes just being able to run that back like press that 15 second back button or yeah. whatever like just get it you know what I'm saying listen to it like you listen to anything else in the car it's it's a good one it's a good thing to do okay I might look into that yeah I think that's a good that's a good way of Distracting yourself productively. Yes. Productive distraction. Like walking into the building, like walking into the office. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I have it in my headphones. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it just kind of really centers me. And let's not forget, you know what I'm saying? But also, like, you got it all within you. You know, it really gives you a sense of power, honestly. I like that. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other departing advice. Um, you'll stay safe out there. Stay if safe you are mostly. Protesting, don't record yourselves. Y'all know the rules. Yeah, don't record yourself. Leave those bricks alone. Those bricks are fucking set up, and we we <laughs> somebody, all know it. Somebody was like, "Oh, if you think those bricks are crazy, wait till you hear about crack cocaine." <laughs> <laughs> exactly they were literally dropping crack cocaine in the hood like that's exactly the same shit so anyway same tactics different Different, medium same tactics different medium same tactics different year yeah um Uh, stay safe you know be well uplift each other like check on your and i'm saying this to us yeah check on your people um Eat your fruits and vegetables. Drink your water. Stay moisturized. Also, like, let's not forget Rona's still out here. So let's try not to... Slide. Backtrack. Yeah. Sidestep. Slide track. Backslide? Backslide. Yeah. (laughs) Let's flatten the curve. Yeah. (laughs) Um, If you want to flatten our curve... If you want to slide back into our DMs. Oh, God, no, please stop it. If you want to talk, you can hit us up on Instagram at Pod. And like I said, we are very active on our personal accounts. No pressure. Like no we, pressure. we said we were going to stop doing that 
to ourselves. And I, especially in this time, I don't want to feel pressured to like have to be a medium for like information and resources and blah, 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 blah. I'm about to put up my black boys swimming montage on our story. <laughs> and that's all y'all gonna get. We we're just trying to spread the joy yes. over here. Like on our piece of the internet, we just trying to make y'all laugh. We're just trying to talk about our feelings. <laughs> we're trying to talk about our favorite show. We're just trying to talk about our favorite things. Your favorite black brands. Oh, you know, and that's really all we're trying to do. Like, um, I don't even whatever. Like, we we have time to talk, but it's <laughs> like I don't want to be the. I'm not the person for any kind of. I'm not a political advisor. No, that that's the. Way I'm to say it. I'm not an activist myself. You I'm are just, an activist. You just said that buying black brands was a form of activism. I finding am, joy is a form of activism. Okay. Like I finding peace activist. is a form of activism. I guess so. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm just saying that this. I I don't want to put any pressure on anyone to be. More than what they have to be just because right. they're black. Right. You know, no, like, and, easy. and that's, that goes for everybody. Like, you do not have to be the speaker of all blacks in non-black <laughs> spaces. Do not let them put that pressure on you. And I won't let anyone put that pressure on me either. Right. So, anyway, you can find Christina <laughs> on Instagram at c.andrews. You can find me on Instagram at bethanethedrug. Um, where else are we? We're on Facebook at Lemon Pepper Wet. We're on Twitter at Lemon Pepper Wet. And you can email us at Lemon Pepper Wet Pod at gmail.com. Anything else? No. All right. Bye, guys.